Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Normally we publish an in-depth piece on a Saturday, but this doesn't exactly feel like a normal week. In light of the unfolding situation in Ukraine, we thought it best to work through the weekend and make sure all of your questions were answered. It's Saturday, February 26th. Here's your News Fix. We're going to start today by running through some of the latest headlines on this situation. As you can imagine, it's as fluid as ever. But at the moment, the battle for Ukraine's capital, Kiev, seems to be ongoing. The New York Times leads with Ukrainian forces battle to hold Kiev. CNN says the battle has begun for control of the city. And the BBC News headline is fighting reaches Kiev streets as Russia attacks. There are many reports of active fighting taking place on the streets. In terms of President Zelensky, Ukraine's president has uploaded at least two videos of him in Kiev in recent hours, dismissing false reports he had fled the country. AP reported overnight the US asked him to evacuate the country, to which he allegedly replied, I need ammunition, not a ride. According to an investigative reporter with Time magazine, Zelensky told European leaders, this might be the last time you see me alive. A senior EU official is said to have described the call as, quote, chilling to the bone. In terms of sanctions, Western countries have personally sanctioned President Putin and his foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. It means their assets will now be frozen in the US, the EU, the UK and Canada. Many outlets have also reported a US travel ban was imposed. In the newsletter, we included a link to an extraordinary tweet by Russia's first foreign minister. He tweeted, quote, Lavrov, rightfully sanctioned by the US and EU today, was my deputy in the 90s, used to have my back. Today, I would watch my back if he was behind me. In terms of weapons support, this morning Sky News reported 27 countries, including the US and UK, have agreed to give more weapons, medical supplies and other military aid to Ukraine. It's worth noting that the article mentioned that not all donating countries were NATO members. On Kazakhstan, NBC News tweeted overnight that Kazakhstan, one of Russia's closest allies, is, quote, denying a request for its troops to join the offensive in Ukraine. The report went on to say the country is also not recognizing the independence of the breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine. In terms of refugees, more than 50,000 Ukrainians are understood to have fled the country in the last 48 hours, most crossing the border into Poland and Moldova. Those numbers were given by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. And overnight, an apartment block in Kiev was hit, causing several homes to be completely destroyed. As CNN noted, the cause of the strike is unclear at this point. Russia has repeatedly insisted they are not targeting civilian infrastructure. In terms of some of the content that is going viral, as you will know, there is so much content and opinion and commentary on this online. We've included three in the newsletter this morning that we felt were being circulated the most. The first is a famous Russian tennis player writing on the lens of a TV camera, no war please, after a game. The second is a photo of a Ukrainian member of parliament who tweeted a photo of herself alongside a Kalashnikov. Kira Rudik went on to say in the tweet, it sounds surreal as just a few days ago it would never come to my mind. Our women will protect our soil the same way as our men. Go Ukraine. The third piece of content we included in the newsletter is quite a chilling photo of a dead Russian soldier covered in snow, which was published by the New York Times overnight. Now, what we've also done in today's newsletter is answer a couple of the questions you guys asked us on our Instagram account. The first was, are NATO troops going to be deployed into Ukraine? The simple answer here is no. There are headlines this morning relating to NATO activating its response force for the first time, but this is not to deploy into Ukraine. 
The response force means that up to 40,000 NATO troops, the exact number here is actually not clear, have been put on standby and are ready to quickly deploy to NATO member countries in Eastern Europe if needed. We've included a map in the newsletter to show just how many NATO countries are close to this situation. Estonia and Latvia, for example, like Ukraine, also border Russia. Meanwhile, Ukraine borders four NATO countries, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary and Romania. Someone else was wondering what martial law is. It is basically described as, quote, the temporary substitution of military authority for civilian rule. Basically, the military are in charge and not normal police. As USA Today noted, the specifics differ from country to country, but it is usually invoked during times of war, rebellion and civil disorder. It was imposed in Ukraine on Thursday, within hours of Russia beginning their attack. For those wondering how many casualties there have been, Ukraine's military on Friday claimed 3,000 Russian soldiers had been killed. We have not seen any reports from the Russian side at this point. We should definitely note that journalists, however, have been cautious about the figures, encouraging people to take things with a grain of salt. For example, the Moscow bureau chief for the Financial Times tweeted, Ukraine claims it's killed almost 3,000 Russian soldiers in the first 36 hours of the invasion. As ever, you have to take these things with a grain of salt, but anything even remotely close to that number would be stunning. The US lost 4,431 in two decades in Iraq. Now, a lot of questions came in asking to explain what SWIFT is. SWIFT is basically an international payment system described as a messaging network to make cross-border payments. It is used by 11,000 banks across 200 countries in the world. As RT News noted, it stands for, quote, Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. The reason it is actually in the news at the moment is because there seems to be division amongst Western leaders over whether or not Russia should be banned from SWIFT in response to the invasion. You might remember Ukraine's foreign minister tweeted on Thursday that anyone blocking the ban would have blood on their hands. Why is there disagreement about it? Well, The Guardian cited diplomatic sources saying Germany, Cyprus and Italy were among EU member states reluctant to support a ban. As the RT News analysis said, quote, the system allows Russian energy companies to easily get paid for selling their oil or gas across the world. If they are cut off, it will not only have a massive impact on Russia, but also the countries that do a lot of trade with Russia, like Germany. And lastly, the other question we received a lot was how can people donate to Ukrainians? In the newsletter, we've included a link to what CNN has put together, which is a link of verified ways to donate funds to Ukraine. But we have also included links to UNICEF, ActionAid and Save the Children, and they all appear to be raising funds. That's today's fix. Have a great day.